Welcome to Occasionally Awesome. I'm Nick Youssef. I am Kevin Christie. Today's guests are two of my favorite people. <laughs> two of my all-time favorite guests lot, on this podcast. A lot of buzz around both these people. They are Nick Youssef and Kevin Christie. Bang! Good to be here. Thanks for having us. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> We're at the halfway mark of the year, so we decided to check in with our New Year's resolutions and see how we did. Yeah. What did we talk about in the beginning of the... Oh, we talked about these two British women that oh, come yeah. to the comedy store have come now two years in a row. I think this is their third. Oh, really? That's even better. Yeah. It's their yearly vacation, and they just... We talk about them a little. They're they seem to be some real nice ladies who are generous. Put it that way. Um... Yeah, and then we, we kind of dug up our, because we did a resolutions episode, we dug up uh, a few. You had like four, I had maybe three. We mostly get into my failures. Yeah, because mine were successes, so it was a quick like, oh, did I do this? Boom, check, did it. Next, moving on. Um, and then we talked some music. Well, actually, you know what was good? We talked about how our conversations on our podcast go, <laughs> which is pretty good. Again, mostly aimed at mostly aimed at me. At your failures. Yeah, mostly <laughs> aimed at my problems. And then we talked about some music. It was good to just do an episode where it was just me and you, no guests. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't done that in a while. Um, so, yeah, it was a pretty fun one. Uh, let us know what you think of our failures and achievements. Mm-hmm. So far, we still got six months. To be fair, we still got half of a fucking year. Yeah. So anything's possible. Um, if you're me, because I've done two out of the three. No. (laughs) Um, what else? Are you anywhere this week? I'm nowhere. I'll be at the store. Yeah, I'll be at the comedy store and Westside Comedy Theater every Sunday. Come by. Neil's back in town, so see Neil again. Sun nap. Yep. So, um, yeah, let's keep this nice and short, real fast. Um, for any new listeners, um, if you haven't subscribed on iTunes, I don't know where you're listening to this, but we're available on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, SoundCloud. Those are like the big ones. Um, if you get our stuff from iTunes and you haven't subscribed, do that. Leave a review. We got 50-something up right now, which oh, is cool. pretty good. But if you haven't done that yet, I mean, it makes the show look good. You know what I mean? Yeah, get on there. Hit us with some five-star review bullshit. Leave some comments or something like that. Um, you know, pitch in. Help out, you guys. And um, spread the word. Let people know. Um, we're enjoying doing this. This is like our 53rd episode, I think. Yeah. We haven't even... It hasn't even been a year because we were doing two a week Very for a while. Um, so, yeah, it's been fun, man. And we want to keep doing it. So help get the word out there occasionally awesome if you want to talk to us on you know twitter um i'm at nick youssef kevin is at kevin g christie we don't have a or i'm sorry we don't have a um uh twitter handle for the show but hashtag occasionally awesome i always check those and our home allthingscomedy.com you find us there that's what i meant by soundcloud is <laughs> is all things comedy they, they use soundcloud so you can like search Search their stuff and find... There's a ton of great podcasts. Stanhope's on there now. Who is? Doug Stanhope. Oh, yeah. Fucking Doug Stanhope, dude. One of the best. Yeah, man. That's fucking great. That's a great addition, dude. Yeah, it is. That's super cool. So cool. Uh, And my album will be out on All Things Comedy and iTunes very soon. I don't have an exact release date yet, but it is coming. It's very close to being ready. So when that gets out, I'm going to be bothering you guys (laughs) about... Pushing it, spreading the word, 
and getting that shit. I put a lot of work into it, and I'm excited, and I'm proud. And that does it, everybody. Enjoy this episode with two of the finest guests <laughs> this podcast has ever seen. Nick Yusuf and Kevin Christie, <laughs> also the hosts of Occasionally Awesome. This is a classic thing I've missed. This is a classic... This is a classic comedy store occurrence of the kind of thing that I never am a part of. A comedy store? Yeah, they might even know who you are because okay. they would be there. They're in town every night. Right. I'm sorry. They're in town for 10 days and they go to the comedy store every night. Right. These two British girls. Right. One's blonde, one's brunette. <laughs> and How old? I, dude, I, it's hard to tell. Okay. Like they, they could be 25. They could be like 33. But they're just like, you know, regular looking girls. Right. With like Cockney accents. It's right. really funny. And they're super nice. Right. But they come every year to visit Los Angeles. Right. And all they do is go to the comedy store every <laughs> single night from the beginning to the end of the night. They'll sit out front. They'll have drinks. They'll like say hi to all the comedians. Oh, right. we missed you. We're here. Like, we, we're glad we get to watch you perform. And right. They're just like the biggest fans in the world. Okay. Do they get like super wasted or? I don't think so. I mean, I don't really see them. I think this time when they were here, I saw them like twice or something. Because the way Skakel tweeted about it, it was like, oh, these girls show up at like a hurricane yeah, and then just bone everybody. I don't know if they bone everybody, but like I think they've hooked up with a couple comics or something. Huh. But again, the comedy store is one of those places where it's a whole different comedy store if you're there early or if you're there in the middle of the night or late at night. Right. They're, I think, the kind of girls that hang out there late. Right. So they'll probably come in at maybe 10 or 10.30 or something like that, and then they'll sit out front or something. Then they'll watch a lot of the show. Yeah. So you may not even know they're there, and they'll watch a ton of comedy, and then they'll go out and like have some drinks, and like they'll hang out late at night when Barris does his like that band thing or whatever. Yeah. So I'm not there a lot at la- late at night, so... I think all that. Do they like, charge them, or now they're kind of like? Do they, no, they're just like they can hang. They're that's cool. They can yeah. hang out. All right. Yeah, <laughs> that's the best part about the comedy store. Show up two days in a row, you could hang out and be there for free. Yeah, you're a permanent like audience regular. Yeah, yeah. and if you're gonna fly all the way from England just yeah. to drink at the comedy store for ten nights and like watch the show, you're not paying a cover. No, it's good. So any of our listeners in England, hang if out. You come out specifically to go watch shows at the comedy store. You get in for free. I want. I wish I knew who they hooked up with. I have no idea. I mean, I. I mean, you could kind of guess. <laughs> Probably door guy type dudes. Yeah, the young guys who were just like, oh, these groupie Benji. type chicks. Yeah, that's a. Uh, that's got a. That's got Benji written on it. Right. But they're super nice. Like they. They saw me one night. They're like, Nick, it's so good to see you. I'm like, that's those British girls again. <laughs> Like, you guys are back again. Yeah. They look forward to that time of year where they get to, like, leave. Because they have, like, regular, you know, regular nine-to-five jobs. Yeah. And this is their vacation. Huh. But they choose to spend it only at the comedy Well, I mean, store. I bet you they do stuff during the day. I mean, I think they just, like, hang out at the hotel or something. Or, like, go sit at the pool. That's great. Or maybe, like, go to the... I don't know. I mean, I think when you visit L.A., you go to the Hollywood Walk of Fame once. Yeah. You go to Venice once. 
I love how that. I love how specific it is. That's the thing. To me, they're like a part of the comedy store now because Earl tweeted about them. Yeah. I'm like, oh, they're part of the thing now. They're the one that once a year, like, ah, oh, one of those British ladies are coming back. Yeah, they. I think they follow me on Instagram because they knew all the things I was up to. They're like, you you did that charity bike ride, right? And then you were in this city, and I'm like, what? Like, I follow you on Instagram. And I I keep up with all all of you guys like uh yearly activities. Yeah. So they know what all of us are doing. I was bummed that I'd never met him when I saw that thing. I was like, oh man, a new thing. Yeah. Well, look, they'll be back. Yeah, but I gotta wait. Like they were crying, uh, like the night before Aww. they were leaving. We're gonna miss you guys. It was really sweet. Fucking that's see that's what I'm saying. You were like, that's really sweet. Like all you have to do is like us, like yeah. be like slightly enthusiastic and want to hang out, and we're like, oh, you're great. Yeah, I had it. That's what I, I had experiences <laughs> like that this week where I realized there's something that happens to me all the time where as soon as I talk shit about someone. They're about to be so fucking nice to me. Yeah, they're about to be like, I love Kevin. They're A, about to be really nice to me and do something really good. <laughs> like, for it, you. Yeah, yeah, not even for me, just in general. It used to happen to me all the time in art school where I'd see some person I'd never met and I'd be like, I bet you that guy sucks. And then they would rule 100% yeah. of the time. <laughs> like be way better than me. Like it was just one of those things. So do you think that that means subconsciously you knew that I'm they threatened were probably, by them? Yeah, you were threatened by them because you probably knew like they're better. There is a dude who um, works at the place at the show I work on right What's now. What's his first and last name? I don't know. Uh-huh. And uh, I find I've I have found him annoying at work. Yeah. And because he's and honestly the re- this is <laughs> the reason I have found him annoying. He's always in an exceptionally good mood all the time. Yeah, those people are a little uh, and like he's like weird. super jokey and like and I'm like, what is this fucking guy's problem? Yeah. And then I had an experience with him this week where he was so cool to me that I was like, oh man, I am the worst. Yeah, he probably complimented you a bunch. Yeah, just was like, hey man, if you need anything, just like I'm here and feel free to come talk. And I was like, dude, I am the worst. You know what? The people that are always in a good mood kind of bother me too because yeah. it's fucking impossible for you to always be smiling and happy and never having anything get to you what if they figured it out no there's no way <laughs> there's fucking no way like anyone who's figured possible. it out you know what they've done they've left society they're well, like is, you know what that's because that's is part of that such out. a bad idea is not living here anymore i've i've started following someone new on instagram as a what looks seems to be a photographer is a woman and she lives in texas mm-hmm. and her pictures are like that super cool looking outlaw west like bearded cool people austin thing yeah and it was it was one of those things where I was like am i gonna move to texas like it gave <laughs> me that like let's check out a society urge and uh i was like man some people have it figured out i guess i don't know but I think they might look at pictures of people living in the city and they go, man, do I need to move to L.A. or New York? I don't know. I'm starting to get anxiety because this job's ending, so i got to figure out what to do next. Uh, why don't you just enjoy the experience you've just had? I can. i got to find another job. And buy a motherfucking Ferrari. I don't, <laughs> I don't get paid nearly as much as you think I do. <laughs> well, that's why I said it like that. Yeah. It was clearly a joke. Yeah. Buy a Honda Accord. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 a sensible vehicle. I've had that. Recently, I've had to uh, explain to people that I'm not nearly as wealthy as they think I may appear to be. And Who please the fuck stop. thinks you're wealthy? People that just moved to L.A.? David Taylor thinks I'm a millionaire. 
No, there's no way that's true. Okay, he keeps telling people. He keeps referring to things as he's referring to as well. It's not Kevin Christie money. Oh, he's, I mean, there's a level of exaggeration, I'm sure. Okay, regardless, he's going to get me robbed. Okay, that's also not going to happen. You don't know. Who the fuck's going to go? Well, this guy must have a four, and then like find where you live. I don't know. You. Maybe they'll rob me in public. If they live in LA, they're if they're if anyone's going to go, I got to find someone to rob. <laughs> they're just going to Google rich people, like if, famous celebrities, and then go rob them. Hey, I have better security than I do. I mean, maybe some. The move is to is rob people that aren't famous. They don't have the high end security systems. Some rich people don't live like that, though. I like went to Drew Barrymore's off. house one time, and she had this most frightening, like Eastern European bodyguard you've ever seen. She's been like a rich, famous person for like yeah. her whole life. I mean, though. this dude was so scary. You're like, oh, you have no sense of humor, and your job is to kill. Like I imagine, Brian Cranston doesn't live in like a walled-off, no, super probably not security mansion. You probably know, not. No, certain guys like that that yeah. probably just have like cool houses, yeah, full of awesome shit. Well, if you don't live in like the like traditional Hollywood Hills, you don't have to really hide because the key is to live far enough from the center of where paparazzi look for you. Yeah. To where it's too far of a drive for them to get to you. That's why people love Calabasas. It's so far out that it's like a waste of time for a paparazzi to drive all the way there yeah. to get a picture of you because then they got to go so far to get someone else. Whereas if you just And stay, they got to figure out like what fucking Ralphs does you shop at? Yeah. There's too many of them. Everything looks the same out there. Fuck this. I'm going to the Hollywood Hills. Yeah, exactly. Or just like the coffee bean on Sunset in Fairfax. Yeah. We're guaranteed some hungover celebrity with those massive sunglasses yeah. that hide their fucking like yeah. destroyed looking eyes from last night <laughs> are going to be there buying a drink and hanging out with someone they just met. Those people all do that shit on purpose. Oh, yeah. It's so fucking easy to not be photographed by the paparazzi. Yeah, it's very easy. You got to live in just not those areas. And there's like five restaurants. Just don't go to them. Yeah, there's five restaurants. There's about 10 nightclubs. Yeah, don't go to Il Soleil. It's not hard. Don't go to Hyde. Yeah, the well, Hyde's club. not a thing anymore. Oh, whatever. Whatever the thing is. I don't right. know what the thing is, but Hyde's not a thing. I thought Hyde was like, is it, it not was. open? It's open, but it's not the place anymore. I heard they're moving it like a couple doors down to that big... <laughs> I heard you and I don't know what we're talking about when it comes to this shit. Well, I literally saw a sign on a building oh. that was like, Hyde yeah. coming soon. I never went to Hyde. I never... I, never I walked by it a couple times, and I was like, nope. <laughs> I think it's also super small. It's like the size of the belly room. Yeah, it's very small. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it'll, it'll end, and then they'll just like redo the walls and then call it something new, and then it'll be like, this place is the shit. Yeah. It'll be called Seek. All right, let's get into this. It's the seventh month. We're at the beginning of July. Yeah. Solid halfway point of the year. Mm-hmm. Six full months. Six full months. Of progressing as human beings. Or not. Or have we? Uh, we're going to, we're going to, we went back to our episode where we, um, episode 23, 23 Nick and Kevin's New Year's we resolution. Made New Year's resolutions. We're going to check in and see how we did, <laughs> how we're doing. I'm going to start with you. The first one was you were going to learn how to play the guitar. How is that going? It. I have looked at my guitar. Wait a minute. You have one? Yeah, I've had one. Because remember, I told you. Oh, I, you had one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got one and started to learn. So I okay. learned like, basic chords and stuff. And then I just, you know, stopped finding time. Stopped making time. Actually. Okay. Because there's always time. There's always time. Why do you think you didn't make it a priority? Because I just would find things that i deemed more important like well i should be i'd get home late let's say that's a big thing it's like you come yeah. home late and then you're like well i'm not going to sit here for an hour and practice guitar it's already two thirty in the morning well i should probably go over my set and work on whatever you know 
jokes didn't work. I should probably go to sleep so I can get up early. You know, you find reasons to not do something that you don't know how to do. So they're usually like fear-based things when you could just go, fuck it, I don't know. So I'm just going to fucking learn and then know. Right. So instead, you just find other things to do. Other, you, you distract yourself. So that's what happened last time. Now, this time, it's just been on the priority of new things I'm doing mm-hmm. at the bottom of the list. Yeah. So like the dancing thing, I was way more afraid of. So I really needed to tackle that thing. Right. And um, recording an album was like a, the most important one. So I focus more on those two. Okay. I'm glad. <laughs> You're glad what? I don't need another guitar player in the world. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be an annoying one, though. I, it would be one of those things where you'd never really hear me talk about it, and I would only play it at home. It would just be, it's a, per, it's a personal thing. Yeah. It's like if I, like, decided I wanted to learn how to, like, draw or, like, knit or, like, weird, weird personal right. like hobbies. Those things aren't things you take publicly. Yeah, unless you get really good at them. Yeah, I guess so. Then you're like, I'm having an art show, or I started yeah. a band. Yeah. I did see a picture of, you know, the Eddie Van Halen guitar uh-huh. type guitar, and I was like, that's cool. <laughs> Saw someone just had one. Like, you can clearly buy them, and I was like, I'd buy that even though I don't play guitar. Yeah. Just because it's sweet looking. It's like a cool art piece. Or it just something. looks good. That's the problem with guitars. They're such an attractive object. Yeah. Is they're just cool looking. So you want one just based on how it looks. It's like a sports car you can hold well, and do something with. They're cool looking and they're symbolic of cool shit, like yeah. rock and roll. Yeah, there's you know? nothing uncool about an electric guitar. Yeah, they, all of them look cool and they remind you of all your favorite bands and a whole lifestyle. Yeah, of ripping. And like, there's a long history of all the cool things that a guitar has been associated with. Rebellion, yeah. music, sex, drugs, all this shit. Yeah. Just by looking at that one thing. Yep. It's it, it pulls together like a whole culture. The symbolism's object. crazy. Yeah. It's so fucking cool. It's high level. But I wanna like uh, yeah, I wanna learn how to do it. My buddy, um who plays guitar, he's built guitars, he's a musician, he knows music and sound inside and out. He goes, uh, well, let me ask you this. Do you have fifteen minutes a day? Fifteen extra minutes yeah. that you could set aside. I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, then you can learn how to play the guitar. Yeah. Just 15 minutes is all you need. Yeah. I'm like, motherfucker, when you put it that way, (laughs) I feel even worse now. I mean, I had an art professor who was like, if you sit and make, draw or paint an hour a day, Mm -hmm. you will be shocked at how much stuff you make. Yeah. And it's absolutely true. Yeah, it's like that with anything. Like even with with comedy, if you can even write for an hour a day or 30 minutes a day, just any amount of I set aside 15 minutes a day to create new forms of hate inside me. And Mm. the hate I have now, (laughs) I'm brimming. Um, It's oozing out of your My first resolution was to learn how to cook. Fuck no, I haven't. Have well, how many? Did you even try? Let's let's start here though. Straight up, didn't try. You didn't even attempt. Once. Straight up, did not attempt once. How does that make you feel? I've been thinking about it. Not bad at all. Because I think well, I was you've been doing thinking about it just right now. No, no, no. <laughs> I've been thinking about it recently. I think I was doing it for the wrong reasons, or thought I should do it for the wrong reasons. I noticed a lot of the re- most of the reason I decided I do it is I was being told to do it. By some ladies. 
Whether you should learn how to cook, you should. It be you should like you. You should learn how to cook. Every guy should learn know how to cook. This, 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 and this. Uh-huh. And after a while, I was like, "Fuck that, man! Why? I know how to do a lot of shit. Like, what? Ever do I have to everything? That's not the point of a resolution. No, but I or but you know improving. I in 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 fact, if anything, I've reg- I'll tell you what I subsist of food wise. Now I eat out fairly re- frequently, uh-huh. but I. I've I've whittled it down. I eat it like two places. I eat at Cafe Gratitude. Oh, that's your thing now. I feel like the food is very healthy. Gratitude's good. It's good, and I feel like they've done pricey. It's pricey for sure, and it's annoying. Oh yeah. But the um, I feel like they've done a lot of the health legwork for me. Mm -hmm. I trust them, and weird. I trust them. Have you ever eaten at Sage? Yeah, it's too far. It's actually kind of farther. It's a, it's what? a li- for not farther lengthwise, but it's it's a little easier for me to do the go to Cafe Gratitude and ca- and Sage doesn't have air conditioning, so when it's hot, it's hot as fuck in there and gross. Well, how is Gratitude closer? It's not that far. It's, it's really like only middle. It's like sunset. Yeah, large but I'm mountain. pretty close to Vine, dude. Not that far. And honestly, service at Cafe Gratitude is way better. Granted, they have the weird question of the day and the mm-hmm. names, but Sage. While the food is just as good, uh-huh. it's some like kind of hipster like the the oh, yeah. the wait staff is. Ugh. There's that sideburns guy. Is he still there? That wears, he's like, nice. The tightest. No, he's he's very nice. But yeah. the way he looks is like, are you kidding? You look like a fucking drawing of a hipster. <laughs> yeah, but I like I his cartoon I characters serving me food. The service there is a little inconsistent, if you will. And they yeah. don't this. They have a smoothie at the at the cafe gratitude. I like the that. I am Grace. No, I get the I get the strong one. It's got pr- lots of protein. Okay, uh, you should try I am Grace next time. It's okay. fucking awesome. Okay, uh, so I'm I eat old there. Old school gratitude, dude. I've been eating there since it was only in San Francisco. Oh shit! So I two thousand and eight. I eat there, and then I started eating at this place on Hillhurst. It's vegan. Uh, I don't know. Purins? No, it's Purins. called just like green leaves or something. Oh, that Thai place. The Thai place. Yeah, yeah. it's like vegan Thai. It's That's good. my biggest pet peeve about places. They go, hey, man, we're a vegan restaurant. And then you go in and it's a fucking Thai restaurant that just doesn't have meat. Yeah, but so, I hate that shit. Although they have uh, that place has a lot of weird shit. They okay. have weird pancakes. They have all kinds of odd food. Like their menu is confusing because it's like um, like American looking breakfast food and then Thai uh-huh. food and then hamburger. Like it's odd. It's like the Chinese food donut thing. Back yeah, it's like, like an <laughs> o- it's like a food court. <laughs> yeah. So I eat there and then at home, the food I have in my fridge at all times. Is that leftovers I, from gratitude. <laughs> no, I, cr- I crush that shit when I, th- right. not a, I, I eat pretty fast there. But uh, I, I live on gluten free banana toast with peanut butter. I put honey on it. I'm not going to pretend I don't. So when you eat out, you eat like an adult. When you're at yeah. home, you eat like a teenager. Yeah, I eat uh, banana toast, a lot of it. So forget the girls telling you you should yeah. learn how to cook um, and you not wanting to do it just because... Right. Okay, you're saying why. Maybe the why is because it's like it's it a more work. adult activity. Yeah. You know? uh, I mean, it's more just about it takes a lot of time to cook. Cooking at is, first, yeah, and 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 you got to clean it up. It is. It's a. It's it's a pretty. Again, a, these are all complaints a teenager would have. Okay, but it's Can a de- clean. Fuck it's clean. a de- But in the same way, you deemed doing something other than learning guitar more important uh-huh. to me. Like, it's a two-hour process basically to cook, eat it. And clean it up. Maybe an hour and a half. Is that cutting into your sitting down and looking at pictures on the <laughs> internet time? Yes, it is. <laughs> so it's peanut butter toast, 
Uh, I like that you're doing, I'm still going to go back and describe this yeah. peanut butter toast. Which, well, I'm just going to, because, by the way, peanut butter toast with bananas on it is fucking great. Oh, yeah, it's good. Do you drizzle some honey on that shit? Uh, drizzle. Uh, drown is a better word. <laughs> drown. Uh, pour honey into a bowl and then dip <laughs> yeah. the bread in there. I have a little bit of toast with the, my bowl of honey. Yeah. Uh, and then I eat a lot of hummus. It's like fondue. Yeah. <laughs> We're just dipping bread in honey. Lately, I'm eating a lot of hummus with celery. Yeah. Because the pita bread gets you kind of fat. And so a lot of that. So does the hummus, by the way. Is yeah, but it, both. If I take well, away both one, it, yeah, it's yeah. a little more. Yeah, hummus. That's the thing. They trick you into thinking hummus is super good for you. It's not. It's small. Yeah, I think small portions. Yeah. Uh, and then I eat a lot of juice. <laughs> you eat juice, <laughs> or I drink juice. Okay. I drink juices, and that's oh, and cinnamon toast crunch. You're a teenager. Yeah, right. Lately, <laughs> but it's been like this for years. No, before that. This is only. This has really only been like the last, I'd say, year and a half. Because right. before that, when I'm ever like dating someone, I eat out constantly. Okay. And then, yeah, that. So I've had like normal diets. Although late, lately, lately, since I'm on set a lot, I eat their food, and their food's good, and it's like healthy, and it's actually easier for me to eat healthy because I can pick. Uh-huh. I've been actually pretty good at work. Because normally, even I, though the food's constantly available, but I've been I've been good about not going super gnarly. I don't eat any of the dessert stuff. I don't eat tons of carb stuff. I've been pretty good at eating healthy at work, and I've noticed actually I've gained a little weight, which I'm trying to do, and it's not like fat. Doesn't Why are you feel, trying to gain weight? Because I'm too light. Okay, but isn't that what we're working out for? Yeah, but a lot of times because I don't eat right or I don't eat enough, I won't gain weight. Like my body's changing shape, but I'm staying the same weight. Yeah. And I want to just I want to gain like five pounds. So okay. like, but I notice when I eat at work because I just eat more food, like more calories. And since I'm not eating shit, I've been like gaining weight. Like I notice like a, a little bigger in ways that aren't bad. Right. So you don't care that you haven't learned how no. to cook. You don't think that it's it. You would have gained anything. You would it, no, I may have gained anything, but I realize I'll probably do it, but just in my own time. And I feel like I was doing it for because other people were telling me to do it. You're saying that's why you made the resolution? Yeah. It wasn't a, I, Kevin, want to yeah. make this. Well, remember when we read that list by Chelsea Fagan? Uh-huh. And when it was like, every man should know how to cook four meals. Like, or not. I don't give a fuck. Uh-huh. Or I could just, I also know where four restaurants are. Like, I don't know. I just... That's like saying, like, I don't need to know how to change my tire because there's a AAA. Yeah, which is true. But I know how to change a tire. But then why learn anything? Because you could just I think it's it. about. But I think it's about, like, in reference to what you want to spend time doing. Mm-hmm. Not to sound, like, braggy, but I have a handful of skills. So, like, I feel like it's like, how, what, how many other ways do I need to, like, but these are somebody. like, you know, basic fundamental human being skills. Yeah, if for like 50 years ago, there's a market right there. Well, I mean, there's markets 50 years ago. And I'm not like wasting tons of money. Uh-huh. I don't, because I don't like spend tons of money on shit anyways. So like eating out is like, you know, it's my, it, it's like, to me, it's, it, it, it's not like a huge thing where like, oh, you're wasting shit tons of money. It's like, well, I don't drink, so I don't spend money on that shit. I don't go on vacations. I don't have a fancy car. So it's like I eat out and I don't spend time cooking. Right. That's the lux- that's the, kind of like the luxury I've given myself. That's the one luxury. No, there's probably others, but do I mean, clean? what other do you do you, do I what? Do you clean your own house? I've done it a little more lately and this is sad. My cl- 
I feel my turn. I heard my the, the people that clean my house like their kid died. Oh shit! And I I didn't know what like I felt weird calling him. I didn't. It's like, is it worse to call him and give him work or like leave him alone? I don't know. I mean, you don't know them. You're not like friends with. No, but it just felt like gnarly. So lately, I haven't known what to do. So I've been cleaning my house a little more. And uh-huh. lately, I've been getting stuff for my house. I've been trying to re- redecorate my house. So I'm getting a new couch. Uh-huh. For, I'm getting new couches, and I've got new chandeliers. Like the one you're sitting on's gone. Yeah. What's wrong with this couch? It's too small, and it's not super comfortable, and it's a little dirty. I might have it reupholstered and put it in there, uh-huh. but I'm getting a larger couch. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's seven years old. It's time for a new couch. Oh no, shit! It looks pretty good for seven years old. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, what's your another resolution? Because you had more than me. Um, no more free art for people. Oh yeah, I forgot. Whoops, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I've done pretty good. Yeah. I've only done it for my closest friends. Yeah. And I have said no a lot more. I've said no a lot more this year. That's I really good, have. Good. I just have been like, no, I'm not going to do this. I just said I don't have time. Mm-hmm. I can't. I'm sorry. I don't have time. I've said no to jobs, too. Just like jobs I knew I didn't want. And just like I can't. Why the jobs, though? They were shitty. Just boring shit I didn't want to do. Or just not enough money. Because illustration money is so low. That, and, the, and, and I don't blame the people. This is the, these are the budgets that they have. But they'll want me to do ostensibly what I would ask for like a thousand dollars for for like two hundred bucks. Right. And it's like I'd rather do a drawing of my own choosing that I can do anything I want with than something for someone and have to take their notes and have them involved. It's not worth it. Okay. You know what I mean? So that's pretty good. You said and again, we're only six months into the year. Yeah. So but you've already said no a lot more and you yeah. feel better about it. I've that. said yes to Dean Del Rey. Killer. Yeah, he's hounding me about his logo. Every time I post a drawing to Instagram, he comments on it. Is that my logo? <laughs> yeah. Well, that uh, just means every time he does that, you got to delay it another few weeks. It's like, hey, yeah. look, dude. Yeah. This is happening on <laughs> my fucking time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for the zero dollars um, you're giving me. You have recently taken advantage of me, <laughs> uh, which I, by the way, I knew was going to happen. Yeah. As soon as you showed me what you wanted, I was like, we're two weeks away from him asking me to do this. Yeah. I knew immediately because I was like, you when you showed me what you wanted and you were like, I want to use this font. I looked at it and I was like, that's not a font. That is a hand-drawn piece of type. Uh-huh. Uh, to hire someone to do that, A, you don't even know where to look. That's why I was like, I'm not going to ask you because <laughs> I'm going to like see if I can find someone. And then I was like, I don't know anyone. You don't do know this. where to look. And if you found a stranger, they would charge you quite a bit of money. Right. I mean, type is expensive. And people that do type for a living, I mean, that would... I, I mean, I've told you, I've ripped... The thing you showed me, I've stolen that... I've, or I've been... So, someone has sent me that cover, like... Can you come up with something that feels like this? Uh-huh. And I got paid two thousand dollars, right, to do it for a band. Yeah. <laughs> and but when you sent it to me, I was like T minus ten days <laughs> when I get asked. How more? How much more annoying would it have been if I was like, I have a, an idea for a whole cover? Can you do that? I would have not asked you to do that. But again, who are you gonna ask? Well, I would have found <laughs> someone that like would do some computer, and it would look like shit. But that's the thing. It's like I don't. It's either find someone to do it for free or like, I mean, the only other options are like hire an artist who's going to charge a fortune I don't yeah. have. Yeah. is the only thing. That's why I knew it was a 
that's when I, I I can feel those things coming because I just the specificity of the situation. You, I see what you want. I know what people charge to get it. I know you don't know any of those people. Yeah. I know the time constraint you have. I'm like, oh, I'm doing that logo. Yeah. <laughs> but also, even if I did have a guy, I still would have asked you because you know those kinds of things. I'd be like, right. hey, how would this look? Also. Oh, I didn't even... But you don't even know that. I've done stuff so similar to that already. Yeah, I had no idea. But I was just like, yeah. well, you know how like... I mean, you know that lettering you know that band, The Weeks? Yes. I did their logo. It, it's not the, not like that, but very similar style. Right. That like... Uh, it's basically... You want what... look? It's like hand-done engraving look type. And that's... It's popular right now. And I've had to yeah, do... Yeah, that whole Americana old Yeah, Western. I've had to do lots of it in the oh. last few years. Right. That's what I did for Freeman Sporting Club. Like I've done it for a handful of bands. I've do it for the Kings of Leon sometimes. Yeah. And so, I mean, I've gotten actually kind of good at it, so it's not a, that big a deal. But yeah, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> no problem is what you just said. Happy to do it. Although I did, I did Dana's thing. Oh, that yeah. wasn't that bad though. But, but that well, was my idea too. It was your idea, and you brought it up. Well, when I see. When I see an opportunity that I feel like someone's going to miss out on, yeah, it bothers me. When I like see an opening, yeah. it's like why? It's like it's the nature of the MC Hammer bit. I'm like, right. why doesn't this exist? Right. Like this seems so fucking obvious. Like it's a layup. So like I uh, just do it like the way I think it should be done. Right. And it bothers me that it's just sitting out there in the open. Mm-hmm. And then when I see people do it wrong, it makes it even worse. Although I I did a T-shirt for Morgan a T-shirt design for Morgan Murphy. That she hasn't turned into a T-shirt yet. Oh, really? I will. I'm not going to pretend I find that a little bothersome. Because <laughs> I did that, it. Morgan. I finished it. It's done. She How offered to pay ago? me though. Uh, probably five months ago. You hear that, Morgan? Five <laughs> months. No T-shirt. And it's funny too. It's an owl. She came up with a tweet, and I was, and I, because I DM'd her. She tweeted this joke, yeah. and I DM'd her. I was like, "If you don't turn that into a T-shirt, you hate money." Yeah. It says, "I'll be the judge of that," and it's an owl holding a gavel in a in a judge's, you know, outfit. Yeah. I was like this is so that's this great. Is so ready for the world. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, that's okay. But that, I mean, like you, Morgan Dean, you people, they're my actual, you know, yeah, people I fucking know. That's the thing. Like some dude. A lot of people who see the ar- also this mar- this marks the first time I think I've ever asked you. Yeah, I've never asked you to like draw anything for me. Yeah, no, you haven't. Um, but like because of ar- the Ari, this is not happening. Posters. Some people hit me up. Like a dude hit me up and was like, mm. "Let's work together." And I was like, <laughs> "I know what you mean. <laughs> you mean I get nothing but the honor of giving you free art." Yeah, yeah. we'll print posters of them. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I don't need that. I don't need it. We'll sell the posters, so I'll make $10. Uh-huh. Like, that's, I mean, you know, and I I understand it. People just don't understand what, what these things cost or what people get paid, and it's not their fault. Mm-hmm. Why should they understand? You don't, you know, why should you know type designers? You know, you shouldn't. There's no reason you should. And normally, because back in the day, there'd be an album cover. You'd have an art director. Art yeah. director would send you the books of several artists for you to pick from because the record label would have a budget. But now all this stuff is on the heads of the performer yourself, which is a pain in the ass, dude. Fucking tell me about it. So like, <laughs> that's the thing. It's even when I, when I do these jobs for people as a favor, I have to tell them from like, I by the way, I don't know how to put the barcode on your thing. Uh-huh. I don't know where it goes. I don't know how to work the template. What barcode? Exactly. 
there's a barcode that has to go on things. Like if it's a physical copy, a lot of oh, times yeah, they're going to yeah, sell yeah. it. There's a way. There's a place. All that stuff has to go. It's very specific. Yeah. There are templates for it. Like when I did Max Collins album cover, they sent me these templates, and I looked. They might as well have been hieroglyphics. I was like, God damn it. Yeah. You're like, what does this mean? I just. I couldn't. I, I'm like, this isn't. It's the reason Dean's thing isn't done now. The thing I need to learn in Photoshop is so entry level. I don't want to say it out loud because it was embarrassing. <laughs> like people that know how to use Photoshop, it's the kind of thing you learn the first day. And it's just it's a thing I never learned, and I don't know how to do it. So, like, it's just that's the kind of thing. When people ask me to do stuff, there are certain things that keep. So you're me making from a logo where it, you need to you need photos. Well, he it? the way I he wanted these two things in it, and I want, I made them separate so I could move them around. Oh yeah. And but and I need to be able to move make the background transparent in Photoshop. I don't really know how to do it. Oh, okay. Which, by the way, that's like the that's like day one. Yeah. It's literally day one. <laughs> But I, that's the thing. When, if, I knew how, if I had better computer skills, I could say yes to way more people. But I don't. I'm just, uh, I do things by hand. Which sounds like super romancy, but it's not. It's just slower. It's just yeah, the old school approach. It's slower. But it's, beca- it's, the, it's the old school approach because it's when people got paid well to do that shit. Right. Whereas now, the reason people do so much more on the computer, because there's no fucking reason to take any more time. You're getting $100. Yeah. So, like, if you're doing an illustration for a magazine, you're getting $300. Like, well, I'm not going to spend more than three hours on this. Your knee just made the sh- most shocking sound. I just popped it. Jesus, dude. Yeah. It po- After I heard it last year, it, yeah. it now, like, pops. You have a pop. Yeah, it's weird. It doesn't hurt, but it, like, yeah. it just pops now. So, I feel like I've done okay when it comes to that resolution. All right, next one. Uh, be, be better at um, conversation with people. Failure. No. no. <laughs> Be better at because my the thing I do and this is a control thing. Yeah. Is um when someone will ask me how's it going, I'll say fine, and I won't ask how they're doing. I'll just be like fine. How is that a control thing? It it makes it puts them. It basically puts it makes them feel like I care less about them than they care about me. It's just like a shitty. It's like a way for me to control the conversation. Like I don't want. I don't really want to get into this conversation. It's like so overboard because it's like you're in you're you just ended the conversation. A lot of times I don't even realize I've done it. I almost like didn't know to be more. Someone pointed out to me at, at this restaurant I go to all the time, and the guy, the person I was with was like making small talk with the guy, and she's like, "You don't talk like that all the time." I go, "No." He just brings me my food. And she's like, well, "Why not? You come here all the time." Uh huh. And I was like, "Yeah, you're right." Like why? Because I always like think he's kind of the owner, or I'm not sure. But he like seems like he's like into stuff. I'm like, why don't I just why don't I know his name? Like it's just like yeah, kinda, those kinds of small talk go a long way. Yeah, it's just when like you're general somewhere. For me, it's like general laziness. It like in a weird way keeps my world small. It's like oh, I don't want any new experiences or new people in my world. I do it probably as a means to keep people from asking me for shit. Mm-hmm. It's like oh, if I don't ask you for anything, you don't ask me for. Well, what's anything. A, what's someone who works at a restaurant can I ask? I don't you for? know, man. Yeah, no. But I do it not just at restaurants. I do it in life. So, but I've I've gotten a little bit. But you know, I, my go-to is I notice it a lot when I meet. Like okay, when I'm at work, there's always like other guest stars. Even right. though I'm technically a guest star, the guest stars treat me like I'm on the show all the time. Um, and I and, and instead of just like being like, "Hey, how's it going?" I I talk to them more because I know what it's like to be on a show only for one episode and kind of feel like an out. You feel like an outsider. 
Yeah, no one pays attention to you. No one pays attention to you. You're just you not a priority. Yeah, you don't know where to go. No yeah, you, don't know where you, to go. Where you don't know where to sit. You don't know where to talk to. So now I, I, I just talk to the guest stars more because I'm like, oh, I've been there and I know exactly how that feels. So I just go hang out with them. And, you know, and I, my go-to is like, where are you from? Did you grow up here? Yeah. How long you been acting? How long you been here? How did you get this part? When did you audition? Stuff like that. Uh-huh. And it's and I like it. Like, you know, there was a dude, there was a dude who had to his in his scene he had to jerk off. Mm. He had to masturbate in the scene. And when I first met him, literally the look on his face was of such just like un he looked so uncomfortable. And I was like, Huh? You want to be in showbiz? Huh? Like like, hey, look, man, welcome to the show. Like it's just that's it's a weird show. And so and then he was just like, yeah. I just, and then I just, you know, we, we sat and ate lunch together. We were just talking about, you know, being jerking an actor off. and fuck. Yeah, jerking <laughs> off, being an actor. And like, I was like, what are you going to do? You got a noise planned? How are you going to do it? Yeah. And he was like, yeah, kind of. I got a little bit of a plan, you know. And I, I will say. I. So how have you used that in regular life? Or have you? Like if you're at a comedy show, let's say. And do you, I mean, do you talk to audience members if they go, hey, good job. Do you like. Lately that hasn't happened. <laughs> Okay. Uh, what about I, other comics that are like, "Yo, what's up, dude?" Other comics I have, like guys I maybe don't know very well. Yeah, you did that last night. Last night I hung out. We're all hanging out. It's me, you, Renazizi, Rick Glassman. Yeah, and we were kind of just talking. But you guys, I'll know. But I've I've done a little bit better with just people I don't know. I've been um, I've done a better job of asking them about themselves. Uh huh. Uh, and and uh, and what I. What part of you actually cares when you ask, or are you just doing? Well, it to, like, here's make here's what I don't care at first, but then as soon as they start talking, I find it interesting. I find people. Here's fucking my trick. Here's what works. You just got to find the one thing they care about that uh-huh. you also care about. Yeah. So instead of like just general superficial questions like. Where are you from? You've been going up a lot. You know, you're on the road a lot. Yeah. Find a thing that you're like, oh, I, I've heard you care about this. You know, from, someone says you're into this and I'm into that too. Have that be the starting point of your conversation. Yeah. And then any other conversation that comes up, you've already established like a bond because yeah. you both care about fucking furniture or whatever the fuck. Yeah. And then it's just, it's easier to talk to someone when you know you have a thing in common. Yeah. I, but I actually really enjoy learning some new shit from somebody like especially people that are are from a place i've never been like what is that about what's that place like well i mean yeah that can be cool too so i've done more of that and uh i like it and like i've noticed especially at work i talk to a lot more of the crew uh just in general uh-huh. and that's cool like it just makes work more fun because they're who you're with all the goddamn time you know you're there 12 hours you know what helps with that kind of stuff listening and like talking to people is when you're uh meeting girls because mm-hmm. that's when you have to be so focused i'm really good at that i always have been and you got to listen i'm a hot listener yeah. i got my listening gear with with girls is great because like, there's like an end game there well yeah i'm uh, a i want to know everything about them so then i can use those facts to get inside their vagina to holes. make them like me <laughs> you know what i mean like i can use all those facts to make them like me yeah. and so i've always been decent at that but like i realize it's like sort of like i wasn't doing it unless i had something to gain like i was like oh i don't 
I can't get anything from this person, so I don't give a shit. And that's like pretty garbage way to live. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I thought. With like I've like sort of changed, and it just makes it. It makes like it makes work more pleasant. It like I I like you know tomorrow's Monday or we're recording this Sunday, and I'll like I ask everybody like what did you do this weekend? What'd you do? Uh-huh. And you just like I don't know. Some people tell you stuff. Like I met this dude at work. His son's like a fucking crazy good skater. He's like twelve, and so every weekend his dad he's like drives him to some competition. It's like oh we were up at this pool competition. He placed fifth, and he show, he always has a video of him on his phone. This kid's a ripper. Like his kid's insanely good, and so like now it's the guy every day is like it's, you know we're friendly. Yeah, just makes it like sort of better. Yeah, I think just cut anything like what I mean. What'd you do this weekend's good? Yeah, or just like anything you just did is a good way to like. Yeah, and I've I've done that like, too. Ari gave, said that it's like. Yeah, he does that too. Yeah, you just go, man. Just got back from here. Saw this. That was pretty cool. Even if it happened like a week or two ago. Yeah, because if someone doesn't fucking know for sure when you went to this concert or that art show or saw this movie, if it was a week ago, how are you? Oh, I just saw this movie. Yeah, didn't even have to be yesterday. I also haven't been as like. Usually people be, will ask me, especially comics, they go, so what's going on? And I'll go, same shit. And so instead of that now, I go, oh, I've been just working because that's the truth. Uh-huh. And then they'll ask me what, I'll tell them, and then and we'll, they'll resent you and they'll be like, this no, motherfucker. No, they're usually very proud of me. <laughs> they are in general very excited for yeah. me. And the, but well, If you're already kind of friends, but some people, yeah. you know, when you're, if you do, did something cool... Um, entertainment wise there some people are like oh yeah that's cool and you can kind of tell that their their excitement in the conversation has dipped because like just a human's natural jealousy yeah. or resentment because they're like i was working towards getting something like that too and then they're like oh yeah that's that's great man so how's how's that dean did give me a hard time last night because i was complaining i have a super early call time tomorrow uh-huh. i was like god damn it and he was like yeah dude I had to drive to this and do this yesterday. I was like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know, you know. But yeah, I've I mean, gotten... Are like, I was complaining about how late I got up last night and that how I didn't... I was like, that was a waste of a set because... Uh, I think Tebow was like, you can't complain about that to me because, you know, he's not like... He's not a regular. And he's, yeah. He doesn't even get to do those spots. And I'm like... Yeah, I fucking can complain about yes, it. Yes, you can. Because I've done those spots a million times. Yes. And my actual complaint was that I didn't use that time in a more productive manner. Yes. Like I went up and there were 15 people and it was just they've been there all night. You could feel it in the room. They're tired yeah. and they're just fucking there because like some of them felt like it's rude to leave. Others were like, we're still kind of drunk. All and they're problem, just there. All problems are relatives. You so, can't. Exactly. So yeah. I told them, I was like, if you do those sets enough, after a while, you are going to like resent how late they are sometimes because you're like, well, I want to work on this material and I need a fucking crowd to do it with. I can complain about opening if I want to. Yeah. I've done it a lot. Right. <laughs> you could complain about fucking booking a lot of guest star roles and not enough series regular roles. Totally. Someone could hear that and go... Well, boo fucking who, man. I've never booked blah, blah, blah. Where you're like, you know what? I'm, I've been doing the one thing a long time, so I've gotten used to it. Yeah, and, and also, I, get better then. Right. Don't fucking... This is... I want to progress. I don't want to stay When someone in the says that shit, sometimes I go like, um, well, I'm not going to not be ambitious. <laughs> yeah, I want to get better. me to do. I want to do better. I want to move up. I yeah. want to progress Whatever no. level you're at, you're like it. You want to 
keep getting better and move to the fucking next level. Right. So I'm going to complain that I didn't get up in front of enough people or I should have, in retrospect, worked on a couple of new things just because that was that kind of room where it doesn't matter yeah. how well it goes. Yeah. And I, I look back and said, I should have fucking just done this half-baked idea. Yeah. I was mad that I didn't do something new last night. Yeah. Because the crowd was like good. It, it was full, but it wasn't like mm. great. And I was like, ah, I should have tried that new thing. You know, and I always tell everyone to because other people will complain. They'll be like, "Man, I wish I was in your position." And I'm like, "Look, when you are, <laughs> you will make the same complaint. It'll be a better place, but there'll be a new set of problems that yeah. come with it." You always have the same stress. How's your dancing going? Um, I took a bunch of classes, and then I just became too busy and then so did the instructor we couldn't oh, coordinate we couldn't connect yeah we couldn't get days and then one day i could but then she couldn't another day she could and then i was literally on the road like the like every week for a few weeks and the only days she could do were fridays and i'm like across the country so it became a a scheduling thing and then when i was getting closer to like recording this album i was you know, gone more and just focus more on, on that. Um, have you been practicing on your own? No. Really? You don't just, one of my, I did like a little and then I just, one of my favorite things to do as a young person was dance in the mirror. Mm. Like I did that a ton. It's pretty, and I did it lately. Like a few months ago, I think I downloaded an album that like from my youth Mm -hmm. and I put it on and I just had a dance party in the mirror in my bedroom. No shame. Feels pretty good. That is good. I think you should try it. I should. You live upstairs or downstairs? Upstairs. <laughs> got to do it during the day. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's no late night dancing. But yeah, if you you got to let it out every once in a while. Yeah, I know. And I okay, it, it doesn't happen a lot, but I let, I'm not afraid to let it out cuz it's not I haven't gone to a wedding in a really long time. And you live alone? Yeah. And I have hardwood floors so I can slide around. Oh yeah. Problem is I don't have a big mirror. Yeah, so, you need a big mirror to do a one man dance party. Yeah. I need I need a better mirror situation. I don't have a big mirror either. I tilt the bathroom mirror and then I dance in front of the bathroom door in my right. bedroom. That's where it goes down. That's where the heat happens. <laughs> <laughs> the heat goes down in the bathroom. That's where the heat goes down. It's right in front of my bathroom door. I can't remember the song I danced to. It might it was probably Outcast or something. Oh, you know what I did? Why are we done with the resolutions? No, you, no, not yet. I have one more, and then we have a group one. Oh, okay. What's your one more? Uh, apparently, I said being less creepy. Yeah. <laughs> I Which guess you've been... I think, I, I, think, I think I've done that. I've also become more... I've also become a little less positive lately at the prospect. I've become a little more apathetic about trying to meet people. Uh, lit women. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago you were like, I haven't even met a girl or even had sex in a while. Yeah. And so I was kind of, I've kind of been like done with that idea for a while. Also, I'm at work more and I'm kind of like, I just want to be focused on that and do a good job. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, I, I haven't been in any, uh, any real social situations lately. So, but yeah, I, 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 what I was saying when I made that resolution was that when you're single because you could potentially date every woman you see really uh-huh. in the in whatever age range you've decided is appropriate 
it makes it so you have a tendency to leer at every woman that walks by. Oh, yeah. You're just like, you are you going to get it? Are you going to get it? Dude, you need to own a pair of sunglasses. Then you can look at anyone <laughs> yeah. you want. I'm rarely outdoors, so sunglasses inside, pretty lame. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah. But I, I think I've gotten better at that. Just not leering at women's bodies as much. I think. I mean, uh, yeah, that that counts as being less creepy. Yeah, yeah. But now you got to apply that to when you're actually actively looking to find a girl. Yeah, I don't know that I'm. I don't. It's hard for me to imagine. Right now, you're kind of not being creepy just because you're not even participating in the whole. I can kind <laughs> looking of. For girls it's weird. Thing. I can kind of feel when I'm gonna like go try, and I don't feel like that's near. That's not close right now. When was the last time you had sexual intercourse? <laughs> it's been a, it's been a minute, homie. Well, how long is a minute? I don't I don't know. I mean, a months, months, at least a few months. Wow. Yeah, maybe more. And you just forget about it after like a month. Yeah. Also, you have to. I mean, it's a little sad, but like towards the end of I've I've gone such long stretches it towards the end of relationships that like going a long stretch like what's considered a lot a long time for some people isn't long for me because like you know towards the end of my marriage there was not a lot of anything going on so I got you get used to it I get used to it pretty quick oh yeah I guess that's true so for me it's not weird I'm actually more used to not having sex on a regular basis than having it I haven't yeah longer than a month would be crazy yeah. That's not crazy for me at all. At all. Wow. Pretty cool. <laughs> um, okay, so then we, our group one. Oh, get better at um, having actual conversations in our podcast versus just... Interrupting. Interrupting. Yeah. Mostly that was my problem. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A, calm down. <laughs> I think I've got... I noticed I was doing it with Jake Weissman. Uh-huh. Uh, a little. I don't remember why. But at one point while we were recording, I was like, you just interrupted him like three times in a row. Yeah. And uh, But I think I've gotten better at it. I've, I think I've only noticed getting better at it with the guests where I'm like, let him finish his story. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just come. You've down. gotten a, li- a little better, but right. it's still a problem. <laughs> why haven't you said anything? What were we going to say? It during? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess so. During, but, I mean, after, the thing is, before, it's like sometimes if we're in the middle of a topic. Yeah, that's when I do it. Because yeah. I think of a joke. But then if I go, hey, you're interrupting, then it's like it kills the conversation. Right. No. I th- it's because I think of something to say, and I get worried I'm going to forget it. Yeah. But so then I like pounce. Right. But that's I'm not, not saying I'm justified. In di- but it's not good. But no, no, I'm saying it, it's not a problem if you were like, oh, I thought of something I might forget. Because it it still ends up hurting the conversation. Well, the, the problem is when I cut someone off, I've taken away whatever I'm assuming what I'm interrupting them with is better than what they were going to finish with. Right. So who knows what they were going to say? I'm just guessing. But yeah, I think I've gotten a little better, but not a lot. Yeah. Baby steps. <laughs> um, yeah, that's something that needs, that needs some work <laughs> <laughs> on our show. <laughs> Uh, Not anyone else has said it lately. Someone used it. Someone said it before. Like someone there was said it to me uh, a couple of weeks ago. Oh, they did. Why yeah. you fucking tell me? <laughs> I'm telling you now. <laughs> well, only because I brought it up. That's Why didn't true. you tell me? Don't. Well, I think I was going to. 
I was out of town. And then I interrupted you. <laughs> and then, yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, hey, Kevin, I got a. Here's what I was thinking the other day. Um, yeah, someone mentioned that. Huh. And they were like, I don't listen to the show as much because Kevin just interrupts. Really? With like pointless things. Pointless? They use the word pointless. Well, not pointless, but it was just for no reason or something. Oh. Because again, like when you inter. Like, okay, if you're having a conversation and. It can only be a conversation if you build on each thing the person says. So an interruption is more of like, I just need to say this thing I'm thinking. It's about the same subject, but it's not... Sometimes it I do... It build on the conversation. Well, it's also, well a lot of times it's because I want to build on the thing they just said. Yeah. And I don't want to forget. I don't want to like lose... I want to talk about the thing they just said as opposed to like where they're going. So if I said something like, hey, I listened to the uh, Second Strokes album you were talking about the other right. day, which I did, actually. Okay. Um, and I was like, uh, yeah, I like, the, um, I like the two singles that are on it the best. And then a way to like, build on the conversation would be to say, yeah, those are, you know, those are good songs or here's how I feel about the songs. But like, something you'll do is be like, here's the thing about the music industry. And then it'll just be like a different facet. <laughs> it, it, it won't even be about the conversation I started. It'll be just some other thought on that, the subject of music, which the is The like, reason that okay, is... Okay, now we're talking about something else, and then... That's because I don't know what the two singles are. A lot, I've realized... So I've, here's the... Here's, and I've noticed that you do that too. Yeah. Where if you don't necessarily know exactly what the specific point being yeah. made is... A better way to like have a conversation is to just say, what are those? Right. Which songs are those? I realized this at work the other day that um, someone was telling me like, oh, you should see this documentary. He was like, you should. Oh, there's this documentary about Dune or something. Right. And I was like, oh, that sounds because we were talking about H.R. Geiger, the artist. Yeah. And he was like, oh, have you seen this documentary? And I was like, no. <laughs> And then he's like, oh, you should see it. It's about this mo- they were g- This one famous director was going to make Dune, and he got really close, and they said no, but they made this amazing book full of art by H.R. Geiger. And then I'm, I listened to him tell me about this documentary, yeah. and, then I, <laughs> and then I'm like, I, I don't remember what it was, but I started talking to him about something else he should check out. And I was like, why don't you just fucking say, I will check that out? That sounds cool. Whereas, like, in my head, I have to, like, match it. I have to be like, I know cool stuff, too. So it's like, instead of being like, I don't know what those stroke singles are, I have to, it's like, oh, it's your turn to talk, Kevin. So I have to come up with something to say. And if I can't (laughs) come up with something to say based on the thing you said, because I don't know what the fuck it is, that's when I get, like, abstract. Um, And I'm like... Dude, the thing about the industry is this. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's because I want to keep talking. I've done that a lot lately. We're in my head. And last night at the store, uh-huh. I was standing there. We're all talking. I Probably four different times. I was about to say something. And in my head, I went, just don't say anything. <laughs> like, that doesn't mean. Does it further the conversation? No. Well, I'll no, it's like, it it's like, there's no reason for you to say that. Like, literally in my head, I'll go. You don't need to say that. Don't say that. <laughs> just stand there. You well, just, why, why did you say don't say it? Cause it was because like, I was only saying it because I wanted it to be my turn. 
Yeah. That it wasn't. Like, I also know about this subject. Yeah, it uh, was like I wanted to just be in the conversation, and what I was saying was either nothing or, or it like, just wasn't. Inter- it wasn't enough. Or it didn't matter, or it was like a shitty joke or whatever. But I, I literally in my head was like, "Don't say that. Just yeah. say nothing, stupid. Like you don't have to say anything right now. Yeah, just stop talking." And I've done that a lot lately within life where I'm like, you know, because more often than not, what I come up with is either, see, I don't notice the thing you mentioned, the like abstract go in a different direction thing. What I know, one of my big faults is, is if I can't think of anything to say, and Neil pointed this out to me once, not something I did, but something people do. And he does, he goes, when I'm bombing in a conversation, Uh I'll say something negative about a person that's not there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and it's like I've gotten myself to not do that for a while now. I know a lot of people who do that. Yeah, and I've gotten way better at that. But like the next step is also like don't feel like it's a competition. It's not. It's like if I can't, if you're. Yeah, it's a conversation. Yeah, but it's like I can also, I don't have to have something to contribute that's the exact same level or of importance. Sometimes what makes a good conversation is if you say you are not well versed in a subject. Yeah. The greatest contribution could just be your own ignorance yeah. to the subject. Yeah. Cause then it gives someone an opportunity to be like, Oh, I know a little bit about this. So let, let me tell you. And then you can ask questions and then learn. And then, and then you can make comments within that. Yeah. Within your questioning. That's that what I was funny saying. And useful and productive. You know, that's what I was saying. I try to do, uh, as opposed to trying to find something me and a person have in common. I'll just ask them a bunch of questions. Yeah. Because it's like, if I'm not, if I, if I, if they're like a full on stranger I meet at the back patio of the store, the odds of us liking the same shit are maybe rare. So it's just like, where are you from? Mm-hmm. What the hell is Baltimore like? Like, do they do this? What do people like there? Like, Why I'm, would you think that the odds of you having anything in common are rare? Just a lot of so times it's a pretty big age difference. And at this point in my life, I've, uh, I've like, whittled myself into a pretty specific corner of the world where I like pretty specific shit. Yeah. So like, unless you want to talk 80s skate graphics, antique wristwatches and high end denim, like that's pretty specific shit. Yeah. I don't know a lot. Like you'll mention bands all the time. I have no idea who they are. Yeah. I don't go to the movies. I don't watch TV anymore. So like a lot of what, a lot of what a lot people have in common, I don't. Right. So usually I just tend to have tendency to like listen to what they're saying. Because if they ask me, like, did you see the new Game of Thrones? I didn't. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather have them tell me how they feel about it as opposed to trying to be like, ah, I don't watch that. What's another thing? What's another <laughs> thing? Nope. Nope. Didn't. Nope. Didn't see that. Nope. Haven't heard of that. Nope. Didn't see that. Nope. Don't know about see, that. See, if it's like a show. I mean, I watch Game of Thrones, but like if it was a show like that, I'd be like, I don't watch that show. Like, what's everyone's fascination with it? Yeah, I do that. And then it lets them talk about their favorite show. Yeah. And I actually get to learn, like, why the fuck? Like, with soccer. I don't know a lot about soccer. I don't watch it, but everyone has World Cup fever. Yeah. And if, if I know someone likes it, I go, dude, what the fuck is everyone's obsession with it? Please fill me in. Yeah. And then they can talk about soccer, and I go, okay. Why does everyone love it? Why do you love it? Yeah. You don't love any sport, but yeah. you love this sport? Please fill me in. I feel like I'm going to care about the next World Cup. Yeah, right? Because America cares more every, every yeah, World every, Cup. Every four years. 
Yeah, every four years, America cares more and more and more. This one seemed cooler to me than the other ones have. Yeah. Just like, I don't know what it was, but like I watched some of the highlights and I was like, God damn, these guys are crazy talented. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. And I guess maybe just America getting a little farther than normal. I don't oh, know. That's did a we, big time help. Did we get farther than normal? I think we got further than last time. Okay. And then the time before, like further than the time before that for sure. Right. But yeah, it, like America was not not even like a factor in the right in the world cup which is a i mean a big reason why why would you give a shit if you don't even qualify but it's like literally the rest of the world all of it yeah they love soccer yeah they call it i learned this the other day they call it the beautiful yeah, game the beautiful game that i knew see um, i didn't know that and i was like i'm like i've heard people fucking describe it They're like oh it's so beautiful to watch but i realized i would probably care next time regardless of how america does mm-hmm. just because I kind of have come around to appreciating the level of play because mm-hmm. a guy was saying is like, oh, there's a guy who scored a goal in almost every game so far for his country in the World Cup. Which That's is crazy. insane because no one scores goals in soccer. Yeah, like it's there's so dudes, rare. There's a dude that scored in every game. Like that's we were talking about it. He's like, oh, that guy's famous in his country forever. Yeah. Like forever. Free meals. No Even taxes. if they don't win, he is a fucking sports icon. For the rest of his life. For the rest of his life. Because that cool level feeling. is so insane. You know what I realized is actually kind of cool about being a soccer celebrity? So, like, say you're famous here. Uh-huh. If you're, like, really famous here, you're probably also famous in most parts of the world, right? American yeah. celebrities, that goes a long way. Yeah. Um, so, you, there's nowhere you can really go to escape and, like, be anonymous, right? Yeah. For soccer celebrities, it's the opposite. They're famous like all over because yeah. everyone loves soccer, but they get to go to America to be anonymous, which yeah, is like the coolest place to go be anonymous because it's a first world country with all kinds of awesome shit, and you could go enjoy it all with your fortunes, yeah. and no one will bother <laughs> you. The thing they're rich. Isn't that cool? And kind of the right people would recognize you. Yeah, and that's fine. Yeah. But you're not going to get mauled yeah, Ronaldo, by rabid fans. We wouldn't recognize Ronaldo. I may recognize Ronaldo, kind of. He could knock on your door right now, and I'd be like, there's some stranger. That's a very good-looking guy. Why do I recognize him? That's another thing is all soccer players are like good-looking people. They have the hottest girlfriends. Uh, Why? Well, I mean, how are they not going to have the hottest yeah, girlfriends? It's pretty. I mean, they kind of, they kind of win as far as like attractiveness of their girlfriends. Soccer players sort of win. Yeah. In general. Because they're all in like, all they do is run. They're yeah. in like great shape all year round. I can't tell what height any of them are. It's hard to tell. Are they tall? I think it ranges. The best player in the world, the guy who plays for Argentina. Who's that, Messi? Yeah. He's like real short, apparently. Okay. Because I've heard like jokes Which one made did, about him. Didn't an, a Brazilian player broke his vertebrae? Didn't, is it the guy, is he their star? I have no, I don't know. Okay. My my knowledge is so spotty. It's just like things I pick up in Brazil conversation. Brazil won. They beat Argentina, I believe. Or Colombia, one of the two. Yeah. And they play Argentina, I think. One of their, I think, most important players is out for the rest of the tournament. He had a broken vertebrae. Yeah. How do you break a vertebrae playing soccer? But I don't know. I feel like the more I watch it, the because I thought it was just like, oh, there's no danger and there's no. No, like, they get at each other. There's a lot of like bumping into each other and kicking each when other. When that ball's flying through the air and they're trying to get it with their heads, they basically just go flying into each other. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they f- they fly around and they have collisions. It's dangerous. And they're not wearing any padding. No. 
which is pretty intense. Which makes you realize how tough rugby players are. Oh, yeah. That's the amount of running they are doing. Those fields are fucking huge, and they're constantly running. The pitch. Big. Like, I couldn't play half of a soccer game without being hospitalized. Michael Sheen went and played a celebrity soccer game for the World Cup, yeah. like a, a opening event. I want to say it was in England. And he was saying that there was like a professional player. It was the pros versus the celebrities or something. And there was a professional player, and he's great, world-class, but there was like a celebrity guy who was on the celebrity team and just, you know, jostling him, talking shit, yeah. blah, 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 just like making jokes and like, you know, bumping him a little. And then all of a sudden, the pro just fucking elbowed him in the face and split his face open. What? Like, hey, motherfucker, knock yeah. it off. I have the World Cup Do coming up. fuck with Stop me. bumping me. And by the way, this is my job. Wow. I'll fuck you up any day. Like, on your best day, like... Michael Sheen like hurt his elbow like it's you know you can't professional athletes and non-professional athletes don't belong on the same field together they are it's like they don't one doesn't know their own strength because they're used to playing with other pros yeah so if they're going toe-to-toe with you they'll hurt you and be like oh I didn't know I hit you that hard like my my opponents on professional teams like take that hit Floyd Mayweather doesn't know how to he would hit me too hard. <laughs> yeah, a light tap would like shatter your skull. Yeah, break my ocular bone. Yeah. Yeah. We would both be seriously injured. Yeah. By like a medium punch. It's unsafe to have them doing the same thing at the same time. Um the idea of that scares me. Like being <laughs> in a boxing ring with a professional boxer. I always want like, and go. I'm like <gasps> yeah, yeah. Everyone has the same. I would just run around, stay away from him. Like you yeah, realize like, he's twice as fast as you. Right? Yeah, he's gonna do the same thing. And he's in way more. He's has way better stamina, so Unless he can run around. Run out of the ring immediately <laughs> and to your car. Yeah, then you're gonna get hurt. <laughs> I always wanted to stand uh, uh, at home plate and see what a professional pitch looked like, just to see how. Because you can kind of tell when you're sitting in the stand. I've had. Like been sat really close at Dodger Stadium, uh-huh. but I, I'm really curious to see what they just what they look like, how fast they look. Imagine cat being a catcher. Fuck that. I would. Uh, the only conditions I would do it under is if it is if I could wear full catcher's gear, right, and full hockey goalie gear. No, you know what? On I, top of each other, I do catcher's gear and that riot police shield. Okay, yeah. I hold riot police shield up with my right hand and the gloves outside of the shield. Right. So. But break your palm. That's what I mean. You got to have a, a baseball mitt and like a like the hockey goalie stuff. Yeah, but I really want to see just what a pitch looks like at that speed because they are really far away. But they're, they're throwing going eighty so, miles an no, hour, dude. A real, I mean, for like you know the guy, I would I want to see like what the fastest fastball looks like. I want to see if I could even see it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I bet know. you it would just make me laugh. It would, you just hear it. It would go. <laughs> yeah, you just hear it. Yeah. I mean, because we watched when Max threw out the first pitch, we watched batting practice, and just watching them hit, I was la- I just started laughing. Did he have them uh, radar it? His no. Pitch? I would have asked to do that. Just he asked how slow. It would have gone. It might have been that. That's the thing. He was like, I think I get in the sixties. I was like, no. Sixty oh. seems fast it, for a non-baseball player. Like I think Brody throws in the mid seventies. Maybe yeah, and he used to throw in the high eighties. I think he used to have a really fast. Is that pitch. true? See, okay, it was really fast. If he threw in the high eighties, he's probably in the low eighties to high seventies now. Yeah. So if you think Max 
Max's arm is anywhere. Is j- no, it's it it's, can't it, be in the sixties. No, thirties like or forties. I think it's like fifty. He threw pretty hard. I'll be honest. He threw a he threw a good ball, but yeah. like I I just want to see what one of them looks like and and, and see what it was like. What because I was just watching them hit, and just them watching them hit made me laugh at how much harder they hit the ball, how far it went, how easy it looked how easy they looked at doing it's their it their strength and their the training like they know exactly how to stand what's well, perfectly smooth maximize yeah it looks effortless it's like watching someone swing a golf club like it looks like they're just swinging it but there's like yeah your hands have to be in a certain place mm-hmm. your legs have to be a certain width and they have to turn your hips and body everything has to turn seamlessly yeah but it like when they're really good at it a pro Makes it look easy. Yeah. A guy standing at a three-point line just draining threes. You're like, that's yeah. probably not that hard. And then you go try it, and you're like, I didn't get anywhere near. No. Like, I can make 10 threes if I try 35 times. Right. But not 10 out of 11. That's right. not happening. Yeah. But they're just like... Yeah, it was amazing. I want to see s- it live, you really see. You're like, oh, these guys are powerful. I wish I could see a, a fastball. And a, what a curve does. Because on TV... You should ask Brody. He'd probably take you to like a... Oh, yeah. A game or a training fucking thing. Yeah. I want to... I just want to see... I want to... I'd be actually... Now that I think of it, we'd be really interested to see what a curveball does. Because they... I mean, you have professional baseball players missing a ton. Cub. Yeah. <laughs> Guy. <laughs> the sound of jingle bells was my dog stretching his neck. Yeah. But yeah, like you have guys that's job is to hit the ball, miss by a mile. Mm-hmm. That ball must do all kinds of wackiness. No oh, shit. It's like a knuckleball. Knuckleballs um, just dance around. Let's get back to the strokes. Okay. Because I did. You've brought this up twice. Yeah. Where you're like, I've been listening to the second. I've been listening to the second record, Room on Fire. Yeah. I listened to that uh-huh. today. Okay. And then I also listened to their first album. Right. Right afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um. I kind of agree with what you're saying, where you're like, it's kind of like the first one, but a more refined, yeah. tighter sound, a more mm-hmm. produced, like, it's a second album, so they I think it's it more, more interesting. It kind, yeah, it kind of is. I liked it a, maybe a little more than the first one, mm-hmm. but, like, the first one, it just wasn't that exciting. Well, like, the two singles on it were, what? like, uh, Last Night and then the other one. I don't know what the single was. Modern Age? No. It, well, let me look. It Is up right this now. it? No, that was the opening track. I like it was that. the two Modern Age is my favorite. Hard to explain. Oh, okay. Uh, that one I like better than last night. Okay. That one to me, it like it captured that whole the sound they were going for. That like w- th- this throwback kind of garage rock, right. Kind of thing. It was like the perfect song for that. And I remember hearing it a ton when it came out. I mean, you still hear it now. Modern Age is my favorite song from that album. Modern Age. Yeah. It's great. Modern Age is a great, great, great song. But I like um, that one song on the second record. Oh, it was all just a dream. Like, the way that record gets kind of slow, and it's just, I don't know. Yeah. And also, for a sophomore record, it's really good, because a lot of times that second record is a dog, and the third record is good again. Yeah, for a lot of bands. Sophomore slump's a real thing. Well, it's that old saying, they have 10 years to make the first album and eight months to make make the second record. 
I'm not getting service here. I was going to look on my RDO because that's where RDO, by the way, you guys, if you're not on this shit or Spotify, I'm sure everyone is by now, but me. it is not Kevin. You got to use, do you use either of these? No, you really should. Your mom should. Um, she won't. She's not in that stuff. Well, I'll do it. <laughs> uh, I love person. answering those whenever people say that. <laughs> I love giving a legitimate answer. What do you want me to find? You want <laughs> uh-huh. me to find Modern Age? Oh, yeah, the song. I love that song. Like, because that was when I got a uh, little history, I was given the Strokes EP on cassette. Whoa. Before their record came out, to because uh, my friend hired me to make a poster for them. And, uh,. And so I listened to Modern Age last night and Hard to Explain were, the, were on the tape. And it about blew my fucking mind out of my head. Hold I on. mean, I really can see why at the time people were like, holy shit. It just hadn't heard anything. I mean, I've said it a million times. It was rock and roll you could dance to. Yeah. And it was, I mean. Oh, I think I remember this song. This is my favorite Stroke song. This to me is just what they were aiming at perfectly. Yeah. Simple. Very Velvet Underground, very Lou Reed, but bouncy. Yeah. Bouncy. I mean, they took that, yeah, that 60s, like, garage rock thing and brought it back. Mm-hmm. And it was at a time where there wasn't a lot of that going on. Nuns. They were like the Nirvana of the 21st century where they just took, like, the death of kind of rock and roll. It was in a really shitty place. Well, good. There was a lot gr- of rap rock. Good grunge had turned into bad grunge. Yeah, there was a lot of that. And it was just, like, shitty power chords, Nickelback, yeah. you know, Three Doors Down, Creed, bands like that. Yep. And then you had your Lincoln Parks and that rap metal stuff. It was just rock and roll was in a place where like, what are we? What are we doing? It was where weird. are we going? It had no identity. So the Strokes kind of went backwards and like, we're seventies. Yeah. I was like, okay, we'll be seventies. And they stripped it down, and it was simple and accessible and dancey. Yep. And it was lighthearted, mm-hmm. and and it worked. It was but sexy. I just, I never, I just never got into it. I don't know why. Get into it now. Like I, I listened to it. I was listening to both those albums, and I'm like, yeah, the, I, I don't. It's not like I dislike it, but no. it just isn't one of those things where like I need to listen to this all the time. No, well, it, I think it. You had to be. I was like looking for something to listen to, uh-huh. and I didn't love what was happening besides whatever Radiohead was doing. Yeah, and so I was like, oh shit, this is it. This is gonna give me a fun way to dress. <laughs> Like, oh, great. This is a new, exciting thing that's happening now. They're my age. I'm going to like this. They were younger than me. Uh-huh. But I was like, oh, cool. A cool thing. This when is this good. I like this. When this came out, I was 19. So I was, how old are you now? I'm 32 right now. Oh, so I was 24. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, dude, I was right. I was the perfect age. I could go see them whenever I wanted. I kind of knew them. Like, I, I feel met. like 18 to 24 is the age. Yeah. Like, I went to New York for the first time. And I go, my friend Brett worked at RCA still, and I go to his office, and I knock on the door. It's closed, 
and the door opens and Julian Casablancas is just standing there. Yeah. And a giant cloud of smoke comes out. He's like, oh, hey, man, Brett, tell me about you. And I was like, I, Brett, afterwards, he's like, your face was so fucking funny. That's hilarious. Because this was after the record came out. So I was like, oh, hey, man, like, yeah. I like your record. You're the coolest guy. Yeah. So like, he's like, your face looked so fucking funny. And we were laying on the ground. He was like, no, Julian was laying on the ground. Maybe the record hadn't come out yet. I'd heard. No, I'd heard it. And he was playing the finished record, telling Brett, like, yeah, I lied to RCA and said we're gonna re- we're gonna remaster it and make it sound cleaner. We're not. Yeah, like, it would it wouldn't have been good for that sound. But they got there they had the strokes there was such a bidding war over them. I remember at the time Brett told me he's like, they got such a crazy good record deal. What label did they end up going with? RCA. Okay. That's the only reason why I ever did anything for them. Yeah. Was uh uh they were on RCA but there, there was a like fucking bidding war for those guys, and so they got like final approval of their record, and like they got to pick the singles. So like, he was allowed to leave it how he wanted. He's like, no, nah, it needs to sound like this. Yeah, but yeah, they were cool, so cool. And they put out a new album when, like last year. Yeah, uh, last year. But then Julian, I guess, started his own label, and I think okay. maybe, I don't know, the Strokes sort of were done. I they may, I think they maybe may do some more records on. Yeah, him. I feel like they just kind of faded away well they all we quit yeah like they all did so a lot of them did solo stuff so julian had solo records albert hammond jr had his own solo records fab started a band called the little joys that Uh was like brazilian jazz they're really good and and so they were all kind of like doing other shit that they that they probably were more interested in and be than being stroke and julian said in some interview like i started to feel like everyone was looking at the strokes as their day job and so The last record, I think, since everyone was off doing different stuff, the record is kind of all over the place, which is cool. Wait, their newest one? Their newest one. What was that one called? I'm trying to look it up. Uh, uh, Angles? No. That was 2011. It might have just be self-titled. The cover is fucking There was dope. Come Down Machine? The cover's red and just says RCA in oh, yeah, huge uh, letters. Come Down Machine. Is that what it's called? Yeah, 2013. Yeah. That is a really cool cover. Brett Kilrow. It's just red. It's, it's just red. Brett did, did it? Brett did it. It's so fucking cool. It looks like if you saw that in a record store, yeah. you would just think, oh, this is from 1963. It's a rock fucking record, people. That could, un, under RCA, it could say The Animals. So simple. It could say The Rolling Stones. So refined. Brett Kilrow, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. One of the it world's looks... greatest graphic designers. So cool. He found he went and dug into the archives and found an old found old RCA like logo treatments. Yeah. It just look it looks like the kind of record it looks like the kind of thing where RCA all the bands had the same covers and just uh-huh. the names were different. That cover is beautiful. It looks like it's from the forties or fifties or early sixties. Some guy wrote an cool. article about it and was like and was like, I wonder if I wonder if Mr. Kilrow understands the the subversive nature like implying that it was like an accident i was like are you high we and brett read it together it's like duh yeah <laughs> like the it, first of all it's the la- it's their last it's the strokes last he doesn't do this for a living on accident yeah <laughs> it, it's it was the strokes last album at rca so it's literally they they're not at rca anymore so the rca is huge like uh-huh. that's hilarious <laughs> like hey Here's what you wanted, like yeah. fucking huge logo. Guess what? We're not anymore. This it's fucking cool as shit. Yeah, that album cover is really cool. First impressions of Earth. How do you feel about that one? I like all their records. 
you know, some I like better than others. The last, the last few, there's Jul- so many. Yeah, Julian seems to be really into like '80s synth pop. So is fucking everybody. And so I don't love that a lot as much as I like, you know, I like the first two records because they're kind of like fuzzy and gritty and kind of simple. And so when the, you know, kind of electronic stuff gets involved, I don't like it as much. But they're still good. The The thing is, those guys are good at writing catchy um, songs that you like listening to. This one captures all that for me. What? Oh, yeah. Oh, this is off second record. First record. Is that true? Yeah, you're right. The video for this was so good. It was just like air, like astronaut footage. It was all like astronaut footage and like found footage of like all this different shit and then occasional. Their best video to this day is last night because they just shot it live. It's a live recording. They just played last night ten times in a row live, and they picked used the best one. It's like I Roman Coppola did it, I think. Yeah, this is like yeah. I was like the end of it, I was like the end of it, the best. Is that what you kind of... I would keep listening to it. I don't know the lyrics. I love the bass. Yeah, this All this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that is just like, dude, a great song where I was like, oh, okay, I see what they're doing. The problem with the Strokes was the hype was so big that it made people want to hate them. But for a long time, I thought this. I was like, they are the Green Day of indie rock. Right. They brought it back and at the same time, like, commercialized it and killed it instantaneously. Right. You know, because then after that, after they become big... All these other bands are just going to copy what they're doing yeah. to a lesser degree every single time. It's yeah. copied over and over and mm-hmm. over and over until it just means nothing anymore. Yeah. And then, I mean, it's, that slowly did happen with indie rock where you're like, bands like clap your hands, say yeah. Yeah. We're around. You're like, that name is obnoxious. I, you're doing this <laughs> weird vocal thing that like yeah. in three years you're going to look back and go, why the fuck did I ever like that song or right. that band? Yeah. Like, if you heard one of those songs now, you go, oh, yeah, I vaguely remember that. There were uh, 50 of those bands. They just They're got, festival fillers. I just feel like they got... Festival fillers is a great way to describe that. Yeah. But they got pushed on people's like, this is a cool band. And it made people want to reject it. Like, I'm, don't tell me what cool is. Yeah. And then once people were like, oh, they're rich kids. They met in boarding school. Like, people really wanted to hate them. You know who else met in boarding school? Rolling Stones. Everyone relax. Yeah, there's a ton of... If you go back into the history... Of a, of a lot of artists. I mean, if you're good at something them, young, you had good music lessons because your parents had money. <laughs> yeah, some of them came from, you know, money or not, and it yeah. doesn't really fucking matter. That's what I kind of found li- putting those first two records back in again. Is I, I, A, I never had any problem with them. I liked the Strokes a ton. Uh-huh. But you're just like, these are good records. These are fucking good records. The guy who, um, there was like a huge record producer back in like the... 40s i think or 50s who who was a who was a vanderbilt oh really and he was responsible 
He came from money. He was one mm-hmm. of, from one of the wealthiest families in the world. His last name wasn't Vanderbilt because he, I forget why, um, but he just like discovered a bunch of amazing blues artists and yeah. made them famous. So you can't even like argue like, oh, that person came from wealth and fortune and yeah. all this money and prestige. It's like okay, but the guy still had a really good ear for music and yeah. brought it to the masses. Yeah. So why can't? wherever the fuck the strokes are from, whatever money they came from, why can't they have a good ear for music and make it? Yeah, did they not make records you liked? If, if those kids were poor, you'd love the Just like the records. Yeah, just enjoy the for the, the fucking shit they made and forget yeah. everything else. You it's get, like on the other end of it too, people will go, after someone becomes famous, they go, well, I heard he's a dick. Eh. Okay, great. From who? Yeah, and also who cares? Someone told me they heard someone I was working with was a dick. And then they were like, oh, you know what, though? The person that told me that says that about fucking everybody. Yeah. It's like I used uh, to do a joke on stage where I go, like, Pete, I never want to meet my heroes. It was, it was like a whole bit. But the one line I, I remember was, um, I would, I, for a while, I was hearing these stories about Edward Norton. And then uh-huh. someone once told me, they go, man, I don't like Edward Norton because I hear he's a fucking asshole. And I'm like, okay, well, he made Fight Club and you work at Starbucks. So <laughs> I will have a medium drip coffee Yeah, and I'm out of here. Yeah. And I mean, who the fuck are you? And also, you don't know what that person deals with. Exactly. You, don't know. you, you don't... work at a Starbucks. Yeah. Or just, you don't know what, someone, Tim Allen said that where he's like, it's, it's hard being famous sometimes because if you're in a bad mood, you have to actively hide it or these, otherwise you know everyone you meet that day is going to go tell everyone they know that you're an asshole. Yeah. So you've basically created, and like times five, so everyone tells that story four times. So if you interact with 20 people, yeah, the telephone game you're, up to a th- you're up to 100 quick. Yeah. So it's like, no matter what happened, dog died. He was died. to my girlfriend turns into like, yeah. he tried to like, he grabbed her tits or her ass or he yeah. called her a cunt. You know, you're like, whoa, what? People will be like, Ben Affleck's an asshole. Well, like, I remember Laura told me Ben Affleck tipped her a thousand bucks one time. Yeah. He was like, I used to be broke. Because he was like, you're a, you want to be a comic? He like gave her a thousand. Granted, he was wasted. Right. But he was like, take all this money. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, all right. That's yeah. a bad, like, that's, that's, you know. People say I hear that all the time. People say that I hear that about like Delia. Like, oh, he's a dick now. I'm like, so always cool to me. Mm-hmm. And even if he's not like unbelievably friendly, he's not mean. And I don't know, like, dude, it's like, who'd you hear that from? And what's their agenda? And why? Well, sometimes people do this too, where someone like they like or for whatever reason because they're famous. Let's say like, oh, I just ran into fucking Dave Navarro or something. Yeah. The only reason that name came up is because like I've seen him at the store a few times. So, like, imagine seeing him there, and then you go, oh, I like this guy's music already. He seems cool. And then you go and try to be friends with him. Yeah. In one night in a 10-minute period, and he doesn't take to that. Yeah. Because he doesn't know you at all, and he's just kind of, like, superficially like, hey, man, nice to meet you. Oh, cool. Or do you work here? Great. All right. I got to run. And then he leaves. Someone is going to take that personally. Most people won't. They'll just go, yeah, cool. He was busy. It was nice to meet him. But some people had it in their head that like, dude, I'm going to go be fucking friends with this guy. Yeah. And then he was busy leading his fucking life and he didn't have time for you. So you go, that guy was a fucking prick. Why? Because he didn't become my best friend. It's that like night. when dudes decide that they like a girl 
They're like, I like this girl. I'm going to say these things Fucking to her. Fucking, she, she's going to love me. Yeah. And then you like her, and you like her, and like her. And then you talk to her. She's not in. You're like, she's a bitch. Yeah. No, she's not. She just didn't want you inside her, dude. She didn't meet whatever fucking crazy expectation you had in your head. They, yeah, that's pretty specific. Yeah. And like, yeah, it's not fair. It's the worst. All celebrities are great. So, yeah. Give Kanye a break. It's funny. <laughs> Well, I don't know about that. No. Yeah. Um, Dude's mom died not that long ago. I think a lot of celebrities are kind of garbage. But I can't imagine that. Okay. Uh, uh, late, the, the DVDs of Masters of Sex came out, and it's been in marathon form on Showtime. Mm-hmm. I've noticed lately more people have been staring at me. Yeah. I don't know why this is. They don't say anything. But I've just noticed people. I've, people, I've caught people looking at me slightly more. And I, I sometimes it makes me feel a little nervous. Yeah. Imagine that on a level of like where paparazzi are by your house. That shit seems terrifying to me. So like if you're at that, I can't imagine what that level feels like. Just that constantly under siege. I think that's why they freak out. Like I always would wonder when you hear celebrities go, people have been saying, and I'm like, who's saying? <laughs> it's because they go on the internet and there's an explosion of things. A million comments about everything you do. I think the most level-headed ones are the ones who never read that shit. I, just, it, I, I, I like to say I would never read that shit, but I don't know. I've looked. I mean, I've, like, searched my name and see. I wonder see. if everyone does it at first, and then they eventually are like, they've had one or two bad experiences. They go, oh, you know what? I'm not going to read reviews anymore or yeah. comments. Or I think it's just hard to do. Because there's a million do. different opinions, and you're going to have... Shitty ones. There's going to be people that don't like what you do. But I think also it's hard when you make something. You don't want to feel like you made it in a vacuum. So you spend a long time making a thing. You put it out to the world. Yeah. You want to know if they liked it or not. You worked so hard on it. An album, a movie, a TV, you know, mm. whatever it is. Art. And you want to know how they felt. You want to know if people liked it. So you want to look. And the problem is when you get one, you're going to get the other. So, And the problem especially on the internet, is you're going to get the other way more. I looked People up, love to spew, because it's anonymous. I searched Whitney's name after her special came out, and the ratio of good to bad was like 99% good. Uh-huh. And the bad ones were kind of who exactly who you'd think. <laughs> like, you know, Where like did a, you search it? Just Twitter. I just searched her name on Twitter. Oh, okay. And it was all just like, so funny, so fu- Like, everyone who was commenting was like, so excited to see it uh-huh. and like that was so great and and like every one every like 50 was like someone shitting on it right that's a pretty good ratio yeah well at this point like she you know who she is mm-hmm. like so someone who probably isn't a fan of her isn't they already they know didn't who watch she it is. yeah they're not gonna watch it <laughs> and it wasn't like it wasn't like the tv the first show one of anything though yeah that's when there's gonna be a bigger percentage of people that are like Fuck this person. Yeah. Because they didn't know what the fuck they were getting into. But, you know, ultimately, it's like, if you didn't like it, just why... Yeah, you didn't watch the second one. Why spew venom on the internet? Like, no one cares. Yeah. You have 17 followers. So, as far as resolutions went, I've gone... uh, uh, Like... 500. (laughs) (laughs) Half. I mean, we're only halfway through the year. Yeah. I'm not going to learn to cook. I have six months to learn, to to learn some guitar. <laughs> that's not like a bad... That's a pretty good amount of time. I feel like in the... We didn't listen to the whole episode, but I feel like you said you wanted to record an album and you did. 
So yeah, yeah that's good. That's that was the biggest. So undertaking. you're you're kind of two for three. Mm-hmm. You know, that was the biggest undertaking. I'm not going to learn to cook. Uh, I'm I'm just I'm not. I'll learn if I'm if I'm lucky enough to find the one. We'll we'll learn to cook together, and what a bonding moment that'll be. Take a cooking class. Fuck yeah, in in her butt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how long have we been? Hour and a half. Perf, perf. Um, well, we hope you enjoyed this episode, you guys. Yeah, our guests were each other. <laughs> our guests <laughs> were some failure and some victory. Yeah, mm-hmm. our guests were our progress as humans and the strokes and the strokes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. see, I'm glad I listened to like, I'm glad I listened to those albums. Dude, and that high and that hives record, put that in next. I heard they came out with a new one. Okay. Like last year or something that people were like, This is good. Oh, okay, I'm gonna get that. So I gotta get into that. Yeah. Telling you get Vetty Vinny Vitty Vinny Vitty something. Vicious? Vicious, yeah. That one man? That thing's got They had the fucking uniform. That like thing's the, got fucking bounce. Yeah. Whew. Yeah, they had a thing for a little while. Man oh man, that was fun. Hives yeah. were fun. Franz Ferdinand, I feel like the only band that stayed consistent throughout that whole thing. They were interesting as They're shit. They're still good. Yeah. And they obviously had a lot of ideas, so they didn't run out. It's know? fucking insane, by the way, how it's been, what, 13 years since that Strokes album? Wow, yeah. 12, oh, my God. Yikes, stop it. Stop, I know. stop, stop. We got to end this episode now. See you next time, guys. <laughs>